family's gone, Rick. Same as mine. A bridge. It's not the future. It's a monument to the dead. You're not saving the world, Ray. You're just getting it ready for me. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. <laughs> Broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp Command Center here in it's it's uh oh it's rainy but it's been like wintry snowy Vermont I know it's like not even November yet it's super depressing but my name is Bob Fournier I'm back I was allowed back on the show and I'm joined as always by the two I I don't know how to even say this these guys have just been holding down the fort without me we have the busy zombie lord Lou Page howdy. Or should I say, the bored zombie lord? Yeah, Luke we'll get Cage. into that. <laughs> mm. Speaking of, mm, that could be none other than Canada's own Ryan Murphy. I ate too much Halloween candy. Oh, it's spoopy Halloween, everyone! Spoopy. Wait, spoopy. I, I did. I did not see any zombies out when I was out trick or treating an hour ago. I I did not see any zombies either. Uh, but hmm. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Cuz we're all in the we're all in the northeast here. Yeah. Um was it colder than usual today for you guys? Uh yeah, it's bad. Okay. No? Cuz cuz my neighborhood is supposedly known for getting like 300 trick or treaters or more. Oof. And I'd say we got maybe 70. Oh really? Yeah, no, it's it still and, a lot out. And even I, 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 one of my coworkers lives around the corner from me, and she was out with her son, and she was like, "Yeah, we're turning around, we're going home." And they had just done like maybe two dozen houses. Hmm. Oh. And yeah. I was like, and I was like, yeah, I'm guessing that this <clears throat> weather has something to do with why there's no, uh, there's a, uh, there's no trick or treaters this year. I'll tell you what though, the two funny things happen. Greeting. One is apparently the the little area that we went did not believe in streetlights. Hmm. So yep. every like 45 seconds, my daughter was like, I just stepped in a puddle. <laughs> and, <I'm> like, so, <laughs> um, and the other funny thing was, and this like, it scared my wife, not, not so much me, but I think I saw him coming, but some kid dressed up in like this white costume comes out of the bushes and just stares at us. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, my wife <laughs> started walking towards me like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm like, <laughs> It's like 11, you know what I mean? He's just a little kid. No, you could pump him if he was an actual ghost. so freaked out by it. I My personal favorite tonight is uh, was uh, my wife is absolutely terrified of clowns. Like, she actually has that clown. She can't watch anything with clowns in it. If clowns happen, I have to fast forward in the movie till the clown is gone. Hmm. Like, it, it, it's really bad. 
And this kid comes running up our lawn, and he couldn't have been more than eight or nine. <laughs> and he's got a clown mask on with the big poofy head. And Aww. as he's running down the lawn at her, he's, like, tilting his head like he's a zombie coming at her. And she's, like, freaking out. And she's like, you're going to have to do this one. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to do this one. I don't, I don't mean to derail the show, but um, we were we took my father out for a surprise birthday party. his 60th mm-hmm. birthday. Went to a Chinese food place. And this is on Saturday. We were down in Massachusetts, and um, the Chinese food place must have been having some big other party going on where everyone was dressed up. And we had probably about 10 or 12 people there, like just family, you know. And uh, my cousin, also deathly afraid of clowns, this woman comes in just perfectly dressed as the clown from It. Oh, nice. And, like, dude, spitting image of Pennywise the clown, right? And I look at the clown, and I'm like, Holy shit! She even had the red balloon and everything with it. Like like old yeah. school Pennywise or, or new school? Um, it looked more like the new one, I guess you could say, like the okay. big forehead kind of, you know. Yeah, okay, and, uh, that is creepy. My cousin kind of turns around, and I'm like, "Oh god, here it comes!" <laughs> the clown is right behind her, and she screams, throws the like, gets up, and the chair goes flying behind her, and she basically runs out of the Chinese food place. I was like, "Yep, there it is!" Wow. <laughs> Dude, the clown makeup was so good. Like, I actually, my wife has a picture of her with uh, the clown. I'll have to send it to you guys. Yeah, for but, sure. Um, it, uh, was, it was fun. Halloween had... was fun for all. I was thinking, though, I don't mm-hmm. want to, again, I'm going to derail. I haven't been here in a while. I got a Do lot it. to talk about. Um, this year would have been perfect year for me to go as Rick Grimes and for my daughter to go as Coral. And I could just keep going, Coral. <laughs> like, just the whole no, time no, trick or treating. You can go as Rick next year, but go as Dead Rick. <laughs> Whoa, too yeah, soon. Could be, see, Literally too soon. Right. We got like one week left. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, we got Andrew Lincoln coming on the show next week. Yeah, um, he couldn't come to Talking Dead. He's doing the tour, so he's uh, calling in for this show. Yeah, he's calling in for Zombies in my podcast. But I, uh, yeah, we'll, get, we'll get into all that too. But Yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on it because it's kind of impossible not to. But um, we had we had one. I saw one zombie out. It was a Toronto Maple Leafs uh, player zombie. Yeah. So, cool, I mean, cool. like, maybe they're back from the dead? I'm not sure. I'm, it's been probably, a few years since they've actually won just, anything, so. Yeah, I was going to say, probably just waiting too long for the cup. Yeah. It's not zombie related, but I do need to reiterate this one. The kid comes <laughs> to the door in a hoodie and a pair of shorts, and my wife and I looked at each other, and she goes, looked at him, and he couldn't have been more than, like, eight. Yeah. Like, he was a little kid. And so she gave him candy, and she goes, what are you supposed to be? And he goes, I'm a robber. Stick them up. <laughs> oh. uh, wow. Kids, you know what else I don't like? I don't like the, and I don't know if we were like this as we're getting older, but like the kids that are a little too old to be with their parents, but too young to be like not trick or treating. Uh-huh. They're like extremely loud. Like there was a big group right by us. Mm-hmm. And like I'm turning into old man Bob, you know, and I'm like, look at these punks, <laughs> you know, like just running around. But um, a lot of them weren't even dressed up. And I, it was funny because they were going house to house and uh one of them was even uh one of the guys like what are you supposed to be and he gave an attitude i don't think the guy gave him any candy (laughs) but we we put out like a bowl with the take one please while we were taking caden and abby around and uh we have these uh these folks who we see at the park we have this communal park kind of in the in the middle of the subdivision where we would see these Mm -hmm. people often they recognized us so we were talking to their parents and then we overheard the kids who had just come from our house. They didn't know where we lived. And they were like, oh, how, 
how many did you grab? Oh, I took one. It's like, oh, I took four. And then I yell from the neighbor's yard. I'm like, hey, it's one per person. I don't know if they heard me, though, but it was it, it felt good. Yeah, you know, he, I, I was the bastard kid that we got to the house that had the bowl. And I went, yeah, OK, dump the bowl. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> oh that's dick move, man. Like you could take like I could see like taking like two three like five if you're feeling ballsy but that's like they're like little kids out there who want candy too hey let me let me ask you guys this Hmm. Uh, the entire walking dead universe that we've seen on tv any season who's the one that takes all the candy oh merle you think merle yeah merle probably right yeah like negan would take half and be like this belongs to me you wouldn't take all of it, right? You wouldn't take them half because people are a resource. You need to keep them alive yeah. with their candy. Yeah, yeah but the I can see taking all the candy that. and then said, "No, I want more." Yeah, Mer- Mer- yeah, Nico would take half. Be like, "Now, give me now. I need you to go out trick or treating, and then give me half of whatever you get from there." Well, the governor needs like, to fill his tank, right? He's got a tank. governor. He's got a tank. Yeah. I don't have that side clip on here though. Oh, sorry, classic. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd say Merle's a good choice. Lou, good, good one with that. Good, good call. But we're, what we're going to do today is about we're, this is how we're going to we're going to talk about the first three episodes of season nine. We're not going to get into what is essentially the two parter um, end of Rick Grimes. Mm. Uh, those of you who have seen the newest episode, uh, they they kind of tie in together. So we're going to actually cover those both together. Um, so we're not like because I, I got to tell you, I'm like super sad right now, and I didn't think I would be, but. Um, so we're going to talk about the first three, get those out of the way and kind of what they're setting up and how we feel about the first uh, part of the new season. And then uh, we'll get into predictions on Rick's death from there. But um, yeah, I say before we do that, though, I, there is something I want to I want to hear. Hmm. And uh, I have a sound for this. And Ooh. it goes like this. This is the kind of thing that tickles my ball. <laughs> Extra life charity. Ryan Murphy. do. Yeah, we did a we did a charity run, uh, extra life. We've we've done it before for Zombies Ate My Podcast, and we've done it again. It was a big success. We streamed on October twenty seventh. I ended up raising over eight hundred dollars for Sick Kids, which is a hospital out of Toronto. Um, donations are still being accepted until the end of the year. You can go to extra life dot org slash participant slash Ryan Murphy if you want to kick in some bucks. Uh, but the, the, the deal this year, as we do every year, we have usually a, an incentive to, to put me through the ringer in, you know, in support of, of uh, sick kids, was Resident Evil 7. You know, famously, when Resident Evil 7 came out, it was highly acclaimed. Both Bob and Lou played it, and I was a, just a little, a little chicken. Didn't want to go near it. Had played every Resident Evil game to date, uh, even the spinoffs, even the 3DS ones. Like, I've, I've tried them all and enjoyed them all. But this one, for some reason, I just stuck, oh, you know, I did not go near it. Um, so this was my incentive to play it. And Lou was lovely enough to join me on stream and kind of guide me through it. So he got me through what I would feel is the the, spooky, the spookier setup. Like, it's scary, yeah. but it's not like, it's not. Here's the thing. Resident Evil 7, it doesn't feel like it's designed in a tricky way to scare you uh there are moments where things will pop out or things will strategically be behind a door or come through a wall but Mm -hmm. but to me it always felt like it was designed in a way where if you weren't paying attention to the mechanics 
you were going to get scared because the game was teaching you to sneak or to peek through doors or stuff like that. Um, well, I, I, it's like when you were playing, and I told you, I said that the whole first hour or two of the game is very misleading because it makes you feel like you're in one of those I can't fight back, I'm afraid type of games. Yeah. And, and, you're, and you're just sneaking around. And then once you get into the game and you get your first gun and you get the pocket knife that you can fight with and and you get some of the get some stuff, it the game changes at that point. You're there's still stuff for you to run from and there's still things you should be like there's still jump scares, but you're never you you there is none of that, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, he's coming for me. I'm ducked down behind the thing and if he sees me, I'm dead. There's there's way less of that later on but it still manages to keep the same weird, eerie creepiness. Yeah, and there's a tension throughout the game. So for everybody wondering, we ended up playing... Uh, we were we were destined to play an hour, uh, thanks to some lovely donations. And then as we were playing through donations, I said to everyone, like, ah, let's open it up. Anybody who donates while we're playing Zamp adds an extra half hour. And we ended up going... Yep. I think you and I, Lou, we played for two hours or so. I think it was two and a half. Yeah, we played quite a bit. I was really, I was really enjoying myself, and then I got uh, another donation. I promised I would come back to it during the stream, and I ended up playing another, another hour and a half, mm -hmm. and it, uh, it was a lot of fun. Now there, I will say, there's this one moment where you're still, the game is still teaching you, not necessarily punishing, but teaching you. It was this moment where you fight you know, uh, Big Daddy or Daddy again with the chainsaws. and I love that fight. Ah, man, it was it was frustrating. I kept dying. I don't know why I, I just couldn't uh, I couldn't quite nail it. But uh, I died a lot during that fight too, but I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, it, it got pretty frustrating. But then once I finished it, I was like, that was amazing. I never want to do it again. <laughs> you know, I was glad I finished it. But after that, it's it's pretty much been... The game has gotten just much better right after that in that it's introducing you to the other you, family members. Have and you fought the mother yet? I did. I fought the mother and right. I had the grenade launcher for that one. So I pretty much, you know, she was she was done. No problem. Um, but after you fight the mother, you are introduced to the child or at least you, you go to the children's room. And man, that was freaky. That's when the horror sort of ratcheted back up for me. Yeah. And I was like, where's Lou? I need Lou. <laughs> I was really scared, uh, but even then, it was tame. Like it, it, it built tension, but didn't like completely rip the tension away and try to scare you. It kind of just, it, it was like a, it was a plateau of just when is it gonna scare me, and then it didn't. But there are there are these artificial moments that pop up where you know there will they will strategically place one of those like mulch monsters or mud monsters, and some of them move real quick. Some of them are kind of like you know, slow to move, but all in all, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I'm honestly thinking of picking up the DLC, uh, season pass, which is on sale right now for like less than 20 bucks. Um, so I might just complete the package. I, I think that's yeah. where I'm thinking. Resident Evil seven's too spoopy for me. <laughs> How far did you get? Cause I, uh, I just did the third tape. I found the, the happy birthday tape. I don't think I, I think I got two tapes in. Hmm. I don't think I got three tapes. But, the, the tapes are um, such a really cool mechanic because it allows you to. I'm I'm actually curious what hmm. you thought of the happy birthday tape. Well, I thought the happy birthday tape was probably my favorite part of the game so far, and then it 
it removes you from your character and allows you to 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 take yourself out of Ethan's shoes and put yourself into a stranger's shoes and then anything can really happen because they they completely flip the book with that with that happy birthday um while also simultaneously giving you the history of this character where normally in a game they'd give you a couple of lines in a diary these tapes allow you to actually experience what's wrong with this person uh and it's essentially like a saw game like you had explained yep. it, it was one of your favorite moments as well. And you had said like, oh, just wait till you get to like, the, there's a saw moment. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how's that going to work? Like how do, like usually the, the good saw stuff is when someone fails the puzzle and dies. And as I was going, it basically has you solving this really cool puzzle. It was set up really neat. And, and in the end, like even though you finish it, you're you're still destined to die. And, and it was interesting. Well, it wasn't interesting. It was actually... um an issue where I was playing that. And at the end of the happy birthday one, uh, there's, there's a moment where, where some shit goes down and it's pretty graphic. And Ashley's in the other room and all she hears is, is literally just someone, someone dying. (laughs) And, uh, she's like, what are you playing? You know, uh, it's a bit dark. Like they go all in with this game. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Uh The best part is, is have you gotten to that room yourself yet? No, I I got one key okay. card and I'm all on right, my way there. Right. When you get there, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna spoil anything for you, but you the object when you get there yourself is to complete it, but not really complete it. It completed enough where you can get out of there and probably get the the serum yes. ingredient or something. Yes, it, you have to get it to the point where you know where you gotta push the button that causes the fire thing. But there's a trick to it. You have to figure out what the trick is and then use it against them. Uh, so it's not a boss fight. It's it's like a... And that's where the tapes come in really handy because they kind of present you... The first tape you get... So, Bob, you, you did this one. The first tape you get... Yeah. I was talking to Lou about it. And it's like, oh, it just... This whole tape and this whole experience was to show me a trap door. And I asked Lou, like, is that trap door there? Like, can I access that trap door yeah, without right. watching the tape? Uh, which which is kind of like kind of video gamey. Like I had to I had to watch the tape for the for the button to appear. But I, I guess I was wondering if the if the button would appear without watching the tape. But you had said no. Um, I don't believe it does. I believe you have to do the tape. Yeah, it makes sense because the tape is actually some some pretty good story. And it's setup. not that and it's not that long. The tape is what like three minutes, four minutes. Yeah, most of the tapes are short. The, the, the happy the happy birthday one I think is the longest. It definitely felt like the longest so far, but I I really dug the way the tapes were used so far have been used to kind of progress the story while also giving your character like oh that flamethrower is going to come in handy because some weapons like the grenade launcher if you don't backtrack. Once you get that key, you could miss like a completely optional but super useful weapon. Uh, yeah. Because the first big boss you fight, or the first few big bosses when you fight Daddy, you fight him three times. You don't have a large weapon, you know. Uh, but yeah. when you fight Mother, have like, you fought, have you fought him the third time yet? Yeah, I, with the chainsaws, right? Uh no, there's another time. Okay, so no, the chainsaws is the last time he and I butt heads so yeah you won't see him again till before the big there's a big thing towards the end of the game you won't you'll fight him one more time yeah he he's interesting like uh i knew this would happen at the beginning of the game where he kind of goes through the wall but it was still it was still that moment like it was 
So think of this way. And I, I again, like folks who are listening to this, like preaching to the choir, this game came out over, over two, almost two <laughs> years ago. Um, but there's that moment that you've all seen in the trailer. You've seen the gifts, you've seen the YouTube clips where he comes through the wall that is a dog through the window moment. And I don't think we've oh. had one of those since the original Resident Evil. And when he does that, it still scares the crap out of you, even though you know the game is capable of it. I knew the game was capable mm-hmm. of it. And it was only because I was walking and not crouched sneaking, you know? Because the, when yeah. I when he caught me and killed me, I, I snuck past him and I was fine. But if I was walking normally he like straight up walks through a wall and it is so awesome, but it mm-hmm. just scared yeah, the crap. Well, out not of me. only that, but the game is so unpredictable. You never know what's waiting around every corner. Mm-hmm. And even when you do, and even with the plot, even when you think, you know, what's going on 10 minutes later, they reveal something that you go, well, what? Yeah. Like it, it, you can't iron down what actually is going on throughout most of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I have like, I have a general, thought process that this family has been infected by something or they're a test subject or they, they feel like they've been given a gift uh and the longer they're exposed to it the less likely they can cure it but that's where i'm at where we're trying to find a cure but like i don't know how a cure can be a combination of some weird head and some weird arm like that's it'll make sense i'm sure it'll make sense but it's also super super duper creepy and uh the bug stuff was creepy like her with the long arms like the body you know yeah uh, it was deformation. like the fly gut thing Ugh. you're shooting her like her naughty area like that that's her <laughs> <laughs> i'm not joking that's literally where where the target is don't it's it. i don't want to yeah. say it it's her vagina anyways like it's uh I- i'm an adult i can say it it's it's her naughty bits but um <laughs> Yeah, like, and and the daddy, when you fight him, he, his, like, shoulder separates and this big zit comes out. But with the mother, it's, like, her groin. It's this, like, it's her bug, because she's, like, a bug lady. So, basically, yeah. she's got, like, a thorax under that skirt. So, it's, like, it's really gross. So far, the the, the son is just twisted. Like, I, they haven't unveiled anything creepy about him yet, and I haven't got that uh, far. I, I, I can't remember if you ever actually fight him. Yeah, if you just like solve his puzzle and, and sort of have it backfire in his face, like that might be enough. He seems he doesn't seem as far gone, but uh, oh, he does the puzzle thing you do. Yeah, uh, he he sets up traps for you a couple of times, I think. Oh, okay. And you have to solve pu- his puzzles or something like that. And then at some point, you get into like a confrontation with him, and he runs away. And I think that's if I remember right, he gets away at the end of the game. True. Well, there's a bunch of DLC. Um, I, I don't know whether the band footage is sort of just to look back at uh, at the, at the at the because there's a lot of history to that cabin and that family. So maybe the DLC looks at that. But one of them is a, is I think a a direct continuation of of the game with uh, end of Zoe, I believe. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to playing more. Uh, I was hoping to get more time into it before you know Halloween was over, but I think. I think the game deserves to be finished. And honestly, I don't have my copy of Red Dead Redemption 2 yet. And I'm, uh, I mean, I've been fairly busy, but I'm also like, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of cool. The only thing about Resident Evil 7, the first person view of it and the slowness of the character, there are some moments where 
it feels a little like the game's working against you, especially in those tense moments. But yeah. uh, it it heightens the the spookiness of it, so it's it's a push pull on that, and I'm kind of neutral on it. But uh, overall, the game's really fun, and I'm I'm sorry I waited so long. Um, thank you, Extra Life. Thank you. Yeah, good, and for a good cause too. So that's yeah. all that matters. And then... well, <clears throat> you know, I guess we should talk about it, right? We should. Yeah. Just jump right in there. Just do it. Should we just do it? Rip the Band-Aid. All right, here we go. Let's talk about Season 9 The Walking Dead. It wasn't that long ago. We were fighting just to stay alive. But it's not like that anymore. We're building. We're growing. We're still ready to deal with this world on its own terms. But we're not letting it define us anymore. There you go. Thank you. Sure. We're getting back a piece of who we used to be. How things were before all this. It's all happening. We're not just fighting to survive anymore. making a new beginning. Okay. First of all, screw you, AMC, for really making me fall in love with Rick Grimes even more. You know what I mean? Like, these first three episodes have been so Rick-heavy with just Andrew Lincoln being a phenomenal actor, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like this sucks. The, the moments he's on, can't he's on? He, the moment anything focuses on him, I'm enjoying. I'm hating everything else. <clears throat> I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I'm now I'm dying talking. even more. Um, it's an interesting. Uh, here's how I feel about. Season nine overall so far. I, I I'm enjoying it. Um, I think they're doing a lot of really fun kind of callbacks to some earlier seasons. I think they're doing a lot of trips down memory lane, which I think are pretty cool. Um, there's one in episode four that I think is really strong. We'll talk about that next week. But um, overall. Angela Kang as showrunner, whatever she's doing, whether she's writing, directing, or running the show, I think she's doing a really good job. And I really wish she was here since season six. You know what I mean? Um, I've heard that sentiment like, a lot. You know, I how... feel like she can. I she, I just feel like she can run a show and like just move it forward so well. Oh, you have a showrunner for such a long period of time with a show. They're bound to kind of make not make mistakes but just i know a lot of people will, will say make mistakes but they'll they're bound to kind of get in a place where they think they need to do something to to spice the show up and i think i think angela kang is is doing her best with the 
story slate that she's been given but i agree if she's if they kind of put her in just before the saviors came about Mm -hmm. i i feel like we would have had a very different walking dead now i don't think carl Carl would be gone i think rick would stick be be sticking around for a bit longer i I think uh, yeah it's too little too late for me at this point though um not not saying that i don't but they and i've always tried to be positive about the show and what they're Mm -hmm. doing and who they're who they're trying to be and convey uh, and I really appreciate that a lot of the stuff where they stick to the comic books a, a good amount of time. Um, I know it's hard to write off of a comic book a lot, but um, <clears throat> I just feel like they they took some bad turns in the later half, the the back half of where we are so far. I should say too, do you guys? I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but eight years ago today um, is when The Walking Dead premiered. Yeah, because it premiered uh, on, on Halloween October, night, did it not? October thirty first, two thousand ten. Yeah, yeah, very that's first crazy. Episode, very first episode. Um, <clears throat> so, to me, eight years. The first, you know, you, the first season was amazing. The second season was good. Third season was a little iffy. Fourth and fifth, we were kind of like we we're all on the fence, but it was starting to pick up again. And then since the introduction of the Saviors, it's been it's been a rough watch. Uh, I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, there's moments where you're just like, man, they're really taking the show in some weird directions, you know? And, yeah. Um, but I feel like with Angela's <clears throat> show running and what she's doing, I just, I'm like, oh my God, I see what you're doing. And like the callbacks that you're throwing to previous seasons, not even earlier episodes, but previous seasons. You know what I mean? Like she's she's doing so many good callbacks and so many different like just so different on um, so many different levels that I just think a lot of it's like kind of like hidden, but it's there. And uh, I think she really gets the show and I think she understands it. And I think she's loved it for this long. Well, she's and been she's around since yeah. season two, she's I think around. she said, yep. but she's, I think she's I, preserve it. <laughs> I think she gets the show. Uh, I, my biggest complaint is I still don't know once, once Rick is gone, I don't know if anybody else can become, lead character material you can't you and she's they're doing such a good job re- making you realize how good of a character rick grimes is and i told you guys this before the show um i went into this knowing when you know andrew lincoln's gonna die like oh man that's such a big turn of events and then as i'm watching these episodes like week by week and like when i'm pulling clips out like i was pulling clips out a little earlier today and i'm like oh <laughs> like i'm like actually actually sad that Rick's going away. Like it actually bothers me that he's not going to be on the show anymore. And I don't know how I feel about that for the first time, you know, like when, it, when Abraham was killed, I was devastated. Cause I was like, he's my clip machine. You know what I Dude, mean? Like he was can, so good. I'm going to be the cold hearted bastard of the group. Yeah. <laughs> I've been hearing about Rick Grimes dying so much that I, 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 that I'm just like, okay, can we get over, get on with it? Yeah. I, and I, and I, I know I it's think, been, piped I up. think their marketing team, fucked up and wow. i don't swear on this show very often but huh? they fucked up because <laughs> i think that it, i think if they had announced this an episode or two in or just before the premiere but they've been dwelling on it for almost a year now so i think that that's one of the reasons their show their their ratings are going down is i think everybody knows that this whole season is going to be a downer and everybody's going, oh, well, they're going to kill Rick off. Then I don't want to watch the show anymore. I, I don't think I, I agree. Like, yes, I, I see your point. 
it, like it's kind of like let's rip the bandaid off we know it's coming i think it's been the last three months that amc's been leaning into it in the last six months that we've we've basically known and we're like come on amc like you can you could you could tell us pretty much made it their marketing campaign the whole run of fear the walking dead and that was what almost six months it's been like ever since comic-con they they shifted to to that you're right so when fear returned but my biggest thing is like I don't think this season's going to be a downer. We know um, we we know alongside that Rick's passing, there's going to be another time jump and a, and a significant amount of time jump where you can go from yeah next week it's going to be a downer. It's going to be sad. There's going to be callbacks, uh, but and it's it's going to be a bummer. I'll give you that. Talking Dead is just going to be grown men and women crying, uh, but. After that episode, and I and I, I even believe at the end of episode five, we will get that hope that we crave and that positivity because with that time jump comes closure and acceptance and building the mother trucking statue of Andrew Lincoln or Rick Grimes or whatever next to that bridge. It's gonna be the Rick Grimes Bridge, man. Like I think you you get that you get you're gonna get that sunrise, that rainbow, but it's gonna be trudging. We're gonna be trudging through some 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 mud and we've done that in the last in the first three episodes of the season like there are mistakes that characters are making that are making the same mistakes that we've yelled at the television about you know daryl and maggie and this is what we were worried about at the end of season eight like man what are they gonna do and even after the 18 month time jump and i've kind of come around on this maybe not all the way to where Lou's talking mm-hmm. but but kind of <clears throat> halfway where I, in the first three episodes, I see what Maggie and Daryl are doing, and I, I wonder, like, you guys clearly do not understand what you're doing. You're create you're creating the scenario where you're going to go back to to the issues you had before. Like, yes, your solution to just kill them all, sure, that would work, I guess. But what you're doing is you're not killing them all. You're actually screwing everybody over, you know? Like, that yeah. bridge is essential uh, and you're just stoking the fire, and then when you have a chance to stop it, you literally douse it in gasoline. It, it's yeah. ridiculous. So yeah. well, we've also known that that Maggie's leaving the show, and that's fine. I'm fine but with that, I, I, honestly. But as 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 the show is the, the, okay, so this premiere. I've never been so annoyed with a show as I was with this, <laughs> this this first episode. I spent the whole episode being like, yeah, don't care. Yeah, don't care. Yeah. Okay, so we've got uh uh what's his name who's now who dies at the end of the episode. Gregory. Um Gregory. Okay, we've got Gregory still trying to work the groups behind his things and everything. And sure that kid didn't need to die out on a run. But I also felt like that run was poorly written. There was no other non-lead characters. It was like everybody was a lead character except that kid. <laughs> so you're you're looking at the group and this tension, and it's like, yep, the kid that I'd never seen before and I know nothing about is gonna die. Great. Don't care. And then they give us put us right back in the situation where it's like all oh, his parents, two people I've never met. Don't care. Don't remember them. They have zero point of view as me as a viewer. And I'm supposed to relate to them and care 
while Maggie is th- that they that they're upset with Maggie. I'm like, I don't care. I I don't want to appear don't. to be spineless, but are are you maybe supposed to care a little bit because they are parents and they have a son and their son died and you maybe can kind of connect a little bit with them just a little bit. I I think that's what you're supposed to do. Okay, but, I just wanted to but, make sure because I kind of did. But, but I didn't <laughs> connect with them at all. I didn't care. I was like, "Yep, we're gonna." And she's extending an offer. It's the apocalypse, people. There's zombies everywhere. People die. It happens. It sucks that it's your kid, and I understand why you're upset. Mm-hmm. But to immediately go back to uh, to Gregory, who was willing to sell you all out to the the, the saviors. And you're willing to even have a conversation with him? He's yeah. worse than than Maggie could ever be. And if you're having a conversation and you can't see that, th- then you're an idiot. No, oh, well, he, they have a drinking problem. Was clearly yeah. the their son died, and they have a drinking problem. But I think you're, I think you, 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 you know, not to jump ahead, but you are you are correct in the sense that you're right. How does that town? trust gregory and i and i think it goes back to the fact that it's been 18 months so to us it feels like you know with with the way time passes in the walking dead what is months to us is days in the show and now suddenly what's been months to us has been over a year to them so right gregory has and- had time to maybe coexist where people might be like okay maybe he's turned a new leaf the war is over we can trust him a well, little bit and then compound that with the fact that the the father has a drinking problem well, and but see, they had an right Irish funeral. Bat, right off the bat in this episode, there's talk of Gregory already trying to sabotage things. So you go, oh, so for the last 18 months, he's been doing his whole, he's doing his whole backstabbing thing he did before. Mm. Just nobody's done anything about it. And now they, now they can, so they have. Great. I didn't feel it. And then they do the thing, they did this thing that I hate when when shows do this okay they're gonna hang him they put all the kids to bed did nobody (laughs) stay with the kids why did the kids get out of their thing to go watch the hanging because it's a tv show you're right and and i was like don't care oh but the kids they saw the, the hanging lou it's sad they were in a world where they watched dead people walking around all the time boohoo they saw some guy get hung because he did something bad. I I think you underestimate how sheltered these people at Hilltop have been. If they're that sheltered, then um, then too bad for them. I mean, Bob, you're you're a comic fan. You maybe can add more light to this. Like Hilltop has kind of been a a closed community, right? For the most part, like protected. So, yeah, so it's a little different than see it in the show, but um, Maggie is exactly being kind of how she's portrayed um it's they're they're just so on their they feel like they're kind of like the the cream of the crop i guess you want to say no pun intended but um they're the they're the ones supplying almost everything to everyone you know Mm -hmm. um which i think is frustrating for some but um i i gotta say i i just feel like i don't know i i and so the i agree with the first episode wasn't all that spectacular the the hanging of gregory i think just needed to happen so we had something at the end there to to talk about um and i think just the stuff leading up to it wasn't even that i think the sabotage and the attack like that i i just i don't really 
it's comic book related, I guess, in a way. And I get what they were doing, but it just seemed kind of out of place for that whole episode. Um, I, I feel like they could have done the whole thing without including the kid's death. Like, they could have easily have found another way to make Gregory convince somebody to do his dirty work. Yeah, and, especially with the drinking and everything. Yeah, yeah, they could have easily have found another way without us introducing us that whole... The, the, like, if you want to kill off a character like that and make me care... You got to stick him around for a couple of episodes so that I know who he is. Otherwise, yeah. the show kills off so many people in general mm -hmm. that when you kill somebody off like him and you go, oh, you need to care because he had parents. I go, I got parents, too, and I'm sure they're going to be upset when if anything happened to me, too. But as for storytelling wise, I don't know who any of these people are. I, it's hard for me to care about. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. You, I don't know. If we get past the first episode, though, and talk about the second episode, where a little bit more happens, you see Rick talking to Negan for the first time, which I thought was pretty cool through the jail cell. Um, and that's where I liked seeing the tension building between the communities of Rick trying so hard to bring all these different communities together. And, like, you could, like, just see it in, like, Andrew Lincoln's acting ability where he's just, like, this can happen. You know what I mean? I, I believe in that. And I don't know. The, the second episode to me was, I, I'd say the third episode so far has been one of my favorites this so far to watch this. So I would say between seven, eight and nine for the seasons, but episode two had a lot going. I want to talk a little bit about Aaron, Aaron's arm. Oh, like, yeah. Whoa. Like I did not expect that to happen. You know what I mean? And it makes you wonder what's in store for his character too, you know? <laughs> like it, like hiding Herschel's legs one thing for a couple of seasons, but hiding a arm is just crazy to me. Um it, it just makes you wonder it's if it's amazing days what they can do if they paint your arm blue. Yeah, I know, right? But <laughs> it's just it all it just seems to me like this it's just gonna cause so many problems in the camp and all this other stuff, but it's gonna um, pro it's gonna pro cause shooting problems, that's for sure. What do you um, what do you guys what do you guys think of the the tension between the the groups? Like, how? What's your what's your thought on all the groups trying to work together? And I feel it. They I feel they're exaggerating it too much. Yeah. Hmm. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I feel like. <laughs> go ahead, Luke. <laughs> no, go ahead, Luke. I feel Luke. like eighteen months has been passed, mm -hmm. and Negan has been locked in a cell for eighteen months. And I get that there might still people be people that miss Negan, but I can't imagine that a majority of the saviors, no matter how bad it is, like the people that he made slave slaves basically and was like tormenting, I can't imagine that any of them would still want him back. Uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. Like, I, but, but it's they, a, they, it's they, a minority. It's it's clearly it's a it's what's happening right right now it happens all over the world where even if you're in a perfect society there's still going to be one nutball who thinks man that that guy who everyone thought was an asshole he was actually still pretty cool and i want him to come yeah. back it takes one person to spray paint something on a wall and everyone to think like oh man this is bad um but right but then yeah. the nutball does something and gets himself killed and i'm supposed to think that a majority of this of the group that knew he was a nutball and saw that he was a problem uh cares that he got himself killed 
Uh, what? I, I think I missed. Which guy are you talking about? Because he's still alive, isn't he? Um, I don't know. I I think I under I think I understand what you're saying, but um, for me, like I don't know. I don't know if I felt they were exaggerating because they they were kind of explaining a lot about how the sanctuary they couldn't grow anything there. The sanctuary was all about. Negan had set it up so like it was a fortress everyone gave them their stuff so they didn't need to grow anything but suddenly they're trying to grow stuff and nothing's working so for the last 18 months the other communities have still been giving them stuff uh to support their 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 need and um I think that tension builds as these communities that were living under a thumb are now living hand in hand but still feel like they're not getting they're not it's not reciprocated I I understand that but my other thing too is is if the sanctuary is that bad that they have to rely on everybody else to do something, mm-hmm. then why don't they start spreading out and looking for other places to go? Set up a new community someplace else where you can start farmland. Sure, leave some people at the fortress and use it as a backup plan in case something goes wrong and everybody needs to, 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 to use it as a place to stockpile extra stuff. Great. But it seems like there's a lot of people living there and if they can't grow food then what's the point of leaving them all there integrate some of them into your other communities or go help them find another well i think rick's trying to get them to all work together to be successful that way they can it's kind of like a it's kind of like almost like a video you have one area that is good at this one area that's good at that and one area that's you know whatever but um I think Rick's just trying to get them all to work together to provide the best life without <clears throat> overcrowding anyone. What is the sanctuary good for? Then? Fuel. Fuel? Or was that Oceanside? No, that was fuel. Yeah, they can get they can get fuel from the sanctuary. Well, they're, they're yeah, making, like corn. I think fuel. they were they were they were yeah. doing something with the with the with the dead corn to kind of right. They were they're. They're providing fuel for. Oh, they can refine it there, I guess. Probably right. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean that makes sense. I I think I think I agree with you, Bob, in that this episode of the three we're discussing was really strong because the first episode was about kind of setting up Rick and his group. Yeah, and and the others. And then this one was more about the overall. This was the episode addressing the aftermath of of the war. And I, it, this is the episode where we get the, you know, God bless you, Rick Grimes, you know, from the trailer. and Yeah, that was weird, right? And then, you know, and these are people that we've seen with guns and angry scowls as, as Negan beats people and guts them in the street. And, and seeing them together, I agree, Lou, is a bit shocking. And seeing them kind of be, you know, work hand in hand. But the bridge issue of them building the bridge and, and Maggie kind of coming around and giving them food... There's still this tension being created, but it's artificial. It's somebody stirring the pot. It doesn't. Yeah. It never feels like it's the groups bashing against each other. It's one guy or one small group of people who, you know, we find out in the third episode who those are, and it makes sense to me, you know, but mm-hmm. that stirring of the pot is finally what feels like, you know, with The Walking Dead, it's like, oh, something's going to go bad because that's, that's how they do the show. Yep. But in this instance... Stirring of the pot felt like 
it, it, it's easy to look at it and say like, well, that's the catalyst. Like that's the, the shit they need to, to make this sandwich work. And it's like, well, in this instance, it felt like, no, that makes sense. In war, you're going to have, after war, you're going to have people who are still feeling, you know, very, very hurt and going to want to take revenge, even though everyone's agreed to move forward to kind of, or a majority of people have agreed to move forward to kind of make it a better world. And that stirring of the pot makes sense. It doesn't feel like, oh, I... I accidentally kicked this thing and it and it uh, caused a chain reaction, right? And now I'm dead. You know what? You know what I like about it too, though, is uh, uh, <clears throat> as much as these communities working together is such an issue, mm-hmm. um, they've really brought zombies to the forefront of being a major issue. Where they kept talking about the herd, like this big herd coming. Yeah, um, I like the fact that zombies now are becoming a real big threat, and it's not just people fighting people now. It's like now we're back to where The Walking Dead started. Where what are we going to do with all these zombies? You know, I like I do. I will say I do like that aspect of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, because we're kind of getting back, yeah going back to grassroots almost. Yeah, that's just cool. Um, so let's let's jump in a little bit. So a, a lot happened in episode three we should talk about because it was a lot a lot happened so we have the aftermath of the saviors getting picked off which we found out was oceanside right some of the girls from oceanside now they get one last savior that they're they're planning on killing and then it's all over and then what do you think of daryl and maggie walking do that and then what towards the end they're like we tried rick's way it's not going to work uh, that was like, a bit of a. I think that's where the time jump fails, in that yeah. like, they tried it, but like, they didn't. It didn't feel exactly. like they really tried it. They kind of well, just for, like for went us, along it with does it. Feel like that, right? They kind of like snap so judgment. Think- like, yeah, let's actually kill all these people because that's the that's that's the anti Rick way, and maybe it's me just well, wanting to see the show progress in a way where it's like, no, guys, let's actually try this. Let's try to build like let's just let's just treat the zombies as the enemies and try to work together in a positive way. And I know that's me like being like, oh, kumbaya, you know, like but they didn't really try it. Eighteen months isn't a long time in the grand scheme of things. It well, I think you said it right too. For us it doesn't seem like they're trying, but they've been trying for right. Like so for us it's like, okay, yeah. Well, they've really been tried. trying for eighteen months. But the end of the season is literally Maggie and and Daryl and Jesus being like, yep, we'll get our way eventually. Only a matter of time before Rick fails. And it's like, well, if you're going to assume he's going to fail before you begin, of course the last 18 months hasn't worked. Yeah, if you're going to try and actively fail, I guess, yeah. Well, he hasn't, like, they're just half-assing it. Like, Maggie is not half-assing it because she's running a community, the most successful one. She's supplying food to a lot of people. Um, but like Daryl, like what's he doing to, is he just, is he just showing up and grumbling? Like, uh, here's my thing too, is everything is pointing to that. They want Daryl to lead this show. Once Rick is gone Mm -hmm. in everything, every scene Daryl's in, I just don't like him. I'm just annoyed with him. I don't like the decision he's making. So they, if they want him to be the lead that the show depends on, they want him to be the leader, then they really need to turn it around in the next couple of episodes. Or he's not going to be around a whole lot longer. 
it's it's tough because I I don't I don't say I wouldn't say I don't like him, but I get what you're saying. Where I don't feel like Daryl's a showrunner. Like he he can't he can't be a front man. You know what I mean? I, I was hoping in the first episode that he'd be the showrunner, uh, that he would step up. That Rick gave him kind of like a, a a a a leadership position, and like he had a chance. And it, the whole episode, every time him and Rick have a conversation, it's like I don't want to do this. Well, I don't want to do this. Oh man, there's a, there's a scene in season the the episode four man that almost made me cry. But um, Ryan probably knows what I'm talking. About, but wow. yeah, episode four. I mean, we'll we don't we won't go into detail, but like I think it it, it kind of it's, it's weird. It's like you know that gif where you have Arnold Schwarzenegger and oh, um, I can't think of the actor's name. Is it uh, Billy D Williams or is it somebody else? I'm terrible. But you know, where they're like oh clasping hands, they got super muscles, and they're like, we did it. We made up. Like, that's how episode four, there's a moment in episode four, that's how that feels, especially after the yeah. last three episodes of like, yep, back and forth. These guys are forth. fighting. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was tough. Like, I was really, I was like, kind of like, oh, come on, really, at the end of that episode, like, you're clearly allowing. You could have just said so. Basically, you find out that the whole episode is like the the saviors feel unsafe because they're providing a majority of the labor. That was the deal they struck with Maggie. Maggie will give them food for the bridge if they provide most of the labor. Makes sense to me. You have a resource. We have a resource. Let's do it. And it's working out so far. But the saviors, they're no, they're not completely in the right here. But they feel as though they're not being protected. Yeah. Uh, because they're not allowed to have guns, and they accepted that they were the they were the antagonists uh, in the war. So they're like, "Yeah, okay, we get it. You guys get the guns. We'll build the bridge, but you got to make us feel safe." And they were being killed one by one. You know, uh, yeah, douche nugget that I don't like. Although everyone's like, "He's a great actor. Uh, he should have stayed in the show." I, I just look at him and I'm like, "I don't like this guy." He ends up getting killed at the end of the second episode. Yep. And the third episode is about them trying to figure out where the saviors are going why they're disappearing because there's been a couple of instances of them disappearing and it looks like an arrow or a crossbow bolt and it turns out it's oceanside and that kind of clicked with me i i now lou you may have seen this coming but i didn't see it coming i was like oh wow that makes so much sense they were kind of they've been around the longest and affected the most by the saviors with with the complete purging of of their entire male populace, right? Yeah. It kind of makes sense. So, did we also have Jadis. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we find out she's a human trafficker, essentially, right? Yeah. And she she exchanges people with this dude on this helicopter. We finally got an answer, basically, right? Of yeah. what, what he's doing there. So, if she's doing this, here's the, here's the thing. So, she's trading people for supplies. Um, my, my, the obvious jump in theory is, uh, the helicopter belongs to the Commonwealth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're the ones that are, I mean, that's a city in Ohio. that's like 50,000 strong in the comic books. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's a huge, huge area where things are like actually really good. Um, the, the question part is this A or B thing, right? Um, so she tells, so they ask if she's going to bring an A to get over there um and i thought i might know fuse you guys have thoughts on a or B? 
No. Um, I got nothing. So, I, I, oh, go ahead, first, Bob. Well, my first thought was A is like an alpha, like a leader, and they're looking for leaders of the Commonwealth. Or B, I, I, I was thinking that too, but I think that that's their cop out for fans that they want people to think like that, and then they're going to throw us a curveball. And that's why I thought about that too, and I was thinking A is uh, like after bite, or B is bitten, or something like that. Because um, I, I think the cure, because like I said, it's a huge city. And that if you notice, um, Jadis, uh, when she captured Rick, she had him in a storage container marked A, right? She yeah. had she had Negan on the cart with a zombie that was killer or killed Negan or bite Negan. That never worked out as a helicopter. The helicopter was going to take Negan away when you look back at it in that season. Yeah. And she tells she tells Gabriel basically that Rick and Negan were A's. And I was thinking A must be after bite or something like that, or B must be something else. But then, but what throws me off is she says to Gabriel, I thought you were a B and then like knocked him out. So I don't know if maybe A is people with like leadership characteristics or not, but I don't know, man. Like it's tough to say, like it's so vague and I'm, the zomb the zombie is what confuses me because if it was well, like A was oh a strong person and B was a weak person, um, the zombie being lowered like that is is it a test? And because he kind of stood in the face and kind of survived it, therefore no, he I was. Think she, oh, although <clears throat> they could want strong people, so you got to think about this thing's been going on for eight years now. Um, if they're trying to find a cure at the Commonwealth, there's probably not a lot of fresh walkers around, right? Or people that have just been bitten. So maybe they need someone that was just bitten to practice their medicine or their cures on. So yeah. maybe maybe A for strong people, and then she lets them bite them because the stronger people might have more of a will to fight the infection, maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. May- maybe. Now, now stretching. Now I'm stretching. I, I think like the the idea of a of a cure, uh, like a cure happening, is is not is not something we'll explore in the show. Show, but it, it would be interesting to see them explore the idea of someone thinking they can find a cure. But I don't want. Yeah. I, I if they're gonna do that, I don't want the mad scientist thing. So therefore, like the whole we're gonna have this person get bitten. Someone someone's gotta be working on it. Though that's the thing, like they can be working on time. working on a cure, but I, I yeah. hope I hope when they introduce that storyline, it isn't the mad scientist where they're like, yeah, bite someone, and I want to, you know, we got that in Fear the Walking Dead where they're doing tests and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just them like purposely infecting people and essentially murdering people, and I so I don't want that. Go ahead. Sorry, no, so I, I'm just saying would, I don't want that. I yeah, I, I that think would, that would the, it's too it's too dark. I would prefer the lighter touch of it, and then maybe they can explore some of the morals of like of that side of things but i think with this the a and b is just vague enough that they're just they're they're throwing us for a loop and i and i think it it might be i think jadis i don't i'm convinced now that jadis isn't crazy it's just this weird initiation to this helicopter cult where the i think the zombie is to prove strength and a is like he 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 faced the zombie therefore now he's an a just like rick did just like negan did and a b is someone who cowers and then maybe maybe they just use the zombie to be like well you're a b so you're just gonna i don't know i'm just gonna we'll let see. you get eaten i i don't know it 
Yeah. So I'm going to, we're, we're going to go off and before we start getting ready to wrap. I know we've been going for a little while. Um, so first of all, I just want to remind everyone, um, Rick's death isn't even the mid-season finale. No. Um, <clears throat> the interesting thing is, is I when I was going back and watching different episodes to pull clips from, uh, I noticed a little hint. So season nine, episode six, is, I believe is called Evolution, right? Uh, I think that's the name of the... Now, going back to the first episode of the season, there's that scene where Gabriel kills a walker at that evolution of man. And then yeah. they call it the de-evolution of man. And I was yeah. thinking to myself, man, what a little small hint that could be at our next big bad villain. Um, which we know already, Whispers. Like, they've already said that the Whispers are coming uh, this season. Um, do you guys think that was just a coincidence or is it just a little bit of a you know, writing on the wall kind of thing? I just thought it was an interesting layout when I was thinking I, about it. I didn't really think much of it. I think that um, I think uh, I just think it's there to make us talk about it. Yeah, maybe. I just I just thought it was I thought that was kind of funny. Like, oh, now do you think we're gonna see the whispers in episode six? Um, that's the mid-season finale. That's last episode, right? Oh, I think eight would be the mid-season finale, right? Oh, is it eight or six? Yeah, no, well, no, because there's uh, oh, sixteen episodes. I keep saying six. I mean eight. So, oh, like, well. Rick dies five episodes in. That's what I'm saying, though. Is like he's not even the big mid-season finale push, which makes me think that something even bigger is happening three episodes afterwards. I think something bigger is going to happen three episodes after. That's going to push us well beyond Rick. The problem is, is I just don't know after Rick's dead if I'm going to care that much. See, that's the problem that I'm running. Such this is such a big gamble, and I think why they so much is because they're trying so hard to get people to watch again. And right now, once Rick goes, now we got to talk about that too. But once Rick goes, it's going to be a lot harder to watch this show without him guiding the group. Right? That's yeah. going to be tough to combat. Um, so one thing I want to bring up is the Walking Dead tweeted and then deleted <laughs> a tweet. Did you see this? I just saw it in the Reddit. Uh, oh, is it on the Walking Dead? You could probably, I guess, you could find it on the Walking Dead subreddit if they took a picture of it. Uh, it was um, uh, Rick. Rick's not. It was something like Rick's not the only main character leaving after this week's Walking Dead. And then they, I think, did they have the picture of the hat, the sheriff's hat? I think that's just so, the standard um, tag for uh, the hashtag for Twitter. It just turns it into a hat. So they say that. Do you think someone else is gone this week? Um, I mean, like... Or are they talking about the sheriff's hat? <laughs> or like, the, you know what I mean? Like, is it just like... It's just weird <clears throat> that they delete... I, I think Maggie, <laughs> Maggie's gone. Well, she's through six episodes. Oh. She, she's, our, she's signed through six. I, I could see, you know, maybe Jadis. Maybe she seems like she's poised to leave. Like, she's ready to go. Which... Um, which leads me to my last question for you guys. <laughs> okay. There's a big debate out there. Is Rick going to die? Is Rick going to end up on the chart? There's so many mm -hmm. there's so many different 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 theories out there and fan theories out there. A lot of people think that Rick's going to end up on the chopper and maybe he'll eventually return to the show. A lot of people think I, he's going to die. Um I think I think 
in all honesty, if they end this season, end his run with whether or not, with you not knowing his fate, and he gets on a chopper, and then we never see him again, I think, I think they go from five million view viewers to one million viewers. Um, I don't necessarily disagree. It's definitely a dumpster moment, you know, um, yeah. which is a terrible, terrible moment. Um, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I, they've pulled some weird punches before. You know? I feel like they just keep my, it's my biggest gripe with this show that I, I think fear the walking dead d- does a better job of. They don't play with our feelings all the time. This show, the only way they build tension is, is they go, Oh, Oh, is this the moment they die? Oh, Oh. And then they and then and then you go, yeah. and they and Fear the Walking Dead doesn't do that. I mean, they spent the whole second half of the season, and one person dies the whole second half of the season. It would be really nice to see that not be the only tension that Walking Dead does. Yeah, I don't know, man. Here's here is my prediction, though. Mm-hmm. I think this Sunday's episode is going to be one of the most good episodes of The Walking Dead. I think it'll. I think people will come back just to watch the episode to see what happens to Rick Grimes. Oh yeah, I mean, it's I totally think. think I, I if they're advertising that this is the episode where he dies, then totally their numbers are going to be way, 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 way up for one episode, and then they'll tank for the next episode. So, uh, I mean, depending on how how they end it, I think there could be. There's definitely going to be a dip the episode after because I I think this is. And this is what AMC has been talking about, like, oh, you know, we don't look at the ratings because you know some people don't watch yeah, you it. Yeah, do because you cancel crap because it's not getting ratings or, or or positive acclaim. Okay, but what I'm trying to say is, like, they say they don't look at it because of all the other reasons for people not watching live. This is an episode where people are going to watch live. I think I think you're going to get live audience. That's Just, oh, that's all I'm trying to say. So you're going to have I, a huge I, dip the next week. I would say this. I would say if I didn't watch this show still and I found out Andrew Lincoln's last episode was going to be this Sunday, I would tune in to watch it just because of how I feel about Andrew Lincoln's character and how he's done the show and all that other stuff. I would just me personally. So I'm wondering if more people feel the same way. You know what I mean? Oh, I bet I, I guarantee lots of people feel that way. I know I would feel that way. I'd be like, I just want to see what, how they kill him off. And then I would tune in and be like, oh, yeah, okay. And I can go back to my regular life now. And that would be kind of the way I view it. And I think a lot of people are going to do that. Yeah, I just think, too, so Daryl, someone, and you know how he messes with people, right? And uh, he he gives all these fake interview things. Like, I don't know, we've we talked about it before, where he just says things that don't even make sense. He was yeah. he was quoted as saying, he was asking, like, hey, how was Andrew's last you know, show? And he was like, yeah, it was bittersweet. He was talking, he goes... It was great, though, because Rick's last scene, Andrew's last scene, he, he was supposed to smile uh, up at the camera, and I kept tickling his feet. So he said he, he said he liked it, and I kept doing it. So when you see him smile at the end, just remember I'm off camera tickling his feet while it's happening. So I'm like, is this real? <laughs> like, I, 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 wouldn't be surp- I wouldn't I be surprised if it's real. I wouldn't be surprised at all. It's probably a scene of him laying in a field bleeding to death and somebody tells him something happy and he gets a big grin on his face. Oh, fuck. What if he goes back in coma? How bad would that suck? Uh, 
it it's oh, interesting because no. I mean we know we know this is his final episode, uh, and you know AMC could pull a very long dumpster game on this one where they <clears throat> they 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 bring him back, but that helicopter is such a it's such an unexplained phenomenon that they've done just enough on it that they could they could pull a fast one in in a year or two and say like this is the final season da-na-na-na, you know Rick's back because you know the magic helicopter they could do that if they really wanted to whether that serves a good story like who knows whether they're interested in a good story whether they just want to give you know Andrew Lincoln two day, two years off this is something that we've been speculating not just us but the entire internet's been speculating for the last eight months six months and we are gonna get if not find out completely or at least get a hint at or a strong indication of in less than a week and and we can stop this madness you know like and we can move on with our lives trying to speculate i've stopped trying to guess i just go okay whatever it is they're gonna do they're gonna do it there's nothing i can do to change it whatever i hope it's positive but it might not be, and if it it doesn't make me want, it whatever it is they're doing it right huh. now, it's not making me want to watch any more than I already am. Okay, well, I still need an answer from Ryan too. Mm. Are you a chopper or a death guy? What what's your thought? Rick's final episode is it going to be open ended? Done. Um, you know, I'm more inclined to go with the the proper ending for Rick death as a character. And, uh, just only because I, f- I feel like they're, they're interested in giving him a, 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 a proper end. And I think anything else outside of a proper end, uh, would, would only fly in the, f- just disrespect mm-hmm. the material mm-hmm. and, um, the way, you know, knowing what I know, having watched the fourth episode and seeing some of the trailers and, and, and the way they're <clears throat> portraying the fifth episode, um it it seems to be walking down that that path and that's the way rick you know andrew lincoln's been talking that's the way the entire cast has been talking if they pull a fast one uh, cool whatever but i think that for the show to survive they need to they need to lean in on this use it as a story use it as a beat that informs the rest of uh the the upcoming season and i think that's what they have to do um, anything else would just feel cheap and uh, mm-hmm. wrong, I, I think. Well, mm-hmm. uh, the thing I'm going to say here is I, I think they need to kill him off if that that's what they've been telling us for the last eight months. But if I think Fear the Walking Dead killed off their lead character, Madison... And I think that they did a far better job than AMC is doing with Rick right now. When Madison died, I knew, okay, the show has Morgan. It's also got the sheriff, the, the, the gunslinging guy, the cowboy. It's got, it's got uh, the Althea with the, 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 the truck. It's got uh, Alicia still alive, so is Strand. I was like, any one of them could step in and become the new lead character very, very easily, especially, even though I know that they were pointing it towards Morgan. And with this show, it's getting closer and closer to Rick's death, and I'm like, yeah, but who's here that I care about? Nobody. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a rough one. But 
We got we only got a few boys, a few more days we This is more intense than finding out trying to find out who Negan killed. Remember that? Remember oh when that God. was our biggest problem? And that was brutal, you know? That was a tough time to be a fan of this show because there was just a lot of speculation and and that felt like a moment where where the showrunners were kind of toying with our emotions and I think yeah. I think back to what Lou said on this on this very episode about about that. And uh, I hope they don't do that. I hope they and obviously they have been for the last six months, you're right. But I hope they they finalize it and they, they conclude the story as opposed to what happened with Negan where they were just starting a very long story. Um, so yeah, I can't wait. Four days, it'll be over. I've got like a jam-packed weekend, so it's going to fly by. And then as soon as I get home, it'll be like, oh, put the kids to bed. It's almost Walking Dead. Yeah. kind of rhymes. No, it's dark. I can't wait. Well, we should probably get another wrap second predictions you want to write into the show why don't you teach people not teach people but why don't you tell people <laughs> teach them uh, where teach. they can go and do that yes as always i will close up the show with some links you can go to our discord zamp discord bit.ly slash zamp discord go chat there about your theories we want to thank mm. the patrons over at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast you too can support the show and throw us a couple bucks a month and that goes right back into the show Look mm-hmm. forward to that on the show. Go to our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can email us your thoughts, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. You can check individual hosts out on Twitter. I'm at R. Murphy, Lou's at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob's at Bobbert F. Finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can find more of his stuff at joelduggan.com. Thank you, Ryan Murphy. Getting let's have some chats let me know what you think i love having the uh, active discord going and we talk about episodes as soon as they happen in our spoiler only zone so don't be afraid of doing that uh lou page any last four can we just kill rick off already oh okay we're ending the show goodbye